0: Welcome back to the Freedom and Scrubs podcast. This is episode 47, all about road tripping during the coronavirus, coming to you live from Interstate 40, heading towards Austin, Texas. In our car. In our car.
1: (laughs) Okay, so this is a very unique podcast. To say the least. We've actually never done this before. Um, We are in our car, currently driving from California. In the Jeep, beep, beep. (laughs) In the Jeep. And we are driving, or I should say Aaron's driving. Uh I'm holding a phone with our microphone that's attached to our camera normally, (laughs) and we're just podcasting. We're like, hey, this is where we have some cool conversations, and this is a really unique time to be road tripping, and just our experience on the road during this time has been kind of crazy. So we thought, let's just record it while
0: we drive. Like I said, we're about 50 miles outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico. We are heading to try to get as close to Austin as we can um, for another pit stop. Kind of, we've never seen Austin. So today's just a day in the car. So we're like, why not do our podcast now? So to
1: be efficient. Yeah,
0: Kim's basically (laughs) going to leave the show because I am still driving in traffic, so I don't suggest this. Home kids.
1: Um, but I'm like, you
0: know what, I'm talking. Like, I do this anyway.
1: This is what we've been doing all damn day, every every day. Yeah. Much, yeah. On the road. Yeah. Okay, so kind of an update. We are, so we've just spent the last couple of days in.
0: Flagstaff. In Flag. Flagdona.
1: Flagdona, <laughs> which is basically Flagstaff and Sedona combined because they're they're close to each other. And so we, do you want to start here? This is this where we want to yeah, start? Yeah, we want to start with the roof
0: back. I, I think we'll start with the just where this road trip has started.
1: Okay. So let's go back from the beginning. Yeah. So we're going mm-hmm. to Florida. Um, as if you guys, if you're new to the show, welcome. Yes. We're Kim and Aaron. We are your hosts. We are healthcare travelers. And we were ending a contract in California, and our goal was to start traveling the world. We were taking a year off to go have this wild and crazy and fun adventure and travel the world and then obviously everything the brakes were pumped with that trip due to the coronavirus everything that's happening so instead of traveling the world right now we are heading back we just ended a contract in california we're heading back to florida and basically our plan is just to be home that's home that's where our family is and just kind of hang out and ride yeah. this thing out and see what happens in the next couple of months. And we really have no plans. We have no idea what we're going
0: to do next. No, and I mean, we're basically waiting for the green lights to start traveling. That's our main goal. That's our main focus. We have prepared for this. We are ready for it. Um, and we thought, why not enjoy all the time we can with family because we will be out of this country for at least a year for the next, you know, for the in the foreseeable future.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's interesting because... Obviously, we we're really bummed because we were really excited to start our year of travel. Like Aaron said, like we've been planning for this, saving for this, like we were ready to go, and so we we're really bummed, like so many other people and their plans and, and everything. And in and all, um, like in all scenarios, we are obviously very blessed in the situation. Yeah. We have everything we need. We have been working. Um, the only thing that really has affected us is just that we aren't able to our start plans. our trip. Yeah, yeah. and so. We'll be, what were we saying?
0: Just kind of where we started and okay. the fact that we we were coming back from New Zealand, started working a contract, the eight weeks went by like a blink of an eye, and now we're heading back to Florida. So oh, we, I, was, I yeah. was going somewhere. Yeah.
1: And so we were really bummed, but then we realized, like, wow, this is actually, this turned out, we always like to see the positive in everything, right? We like to focus on the positive because that's the only thing that we can control, right, is how we show up to these situations and how we handle them. And so we're like, honestly, this is a blessing because we would never go home for a couple of months. No. Because usually we go home for a couple of weeks and we're like, cool, like we saw everybody and now we want to get on. We're either going to a contract or we have a plan to take a trip somewhere. And so we're like, this has been a blessing in disguise that we're able to go home, really enjoy our time with our families without it being rush, rush, rush like it usually is, and just settling in for a little bit. And being there, because we can't go anywhere else, there's no travel jobs right now for us, we can't, you know, start our trip, and so, now we're just going to go enjoy the family, and yeah. then, um, hopefully, in a couple of months, we'll have a better sense of what's next for us. Perfect. I mean,
0: that's okay. a great start.
1: That's it, that's kind of the gist.
0: Yeah, so we left, what, May, May 12th?
1: We left May 12th, and...
0: And that's what I really wanted to back up, too, is usually, like Kim said, the road trip consists of the time off that we have with family. And so usually we're like we got to pedal to the metal, we got to go because we're cutting into the time that we spend with family. Well, again, back to the blessing side of it, there's really no time frame for us to get home. And so we instead of doing 12-hour days on the road, we wanted to cut them short and we kind of set I like to have goals when I drive because it gives me a something to shoot for. Um, on the road, and so Kim and I broke down our route. And so the first night, we were trying to go from Chico to Bakersfield, California. That right. was the first goal. So
1: that's the first story. So this is so crazy. So we always say everything we own fits in our Jeep.
0: Uh-huh. And in or on top of.
1: <laughs> and inside the Jeep and also on top of the Jeep because we have been traveling for the past couple of years with our roof bag, which has been such a game changer for because we put all of our clothes, all of our shoes, all of our blankets, and all those things that take up extra space, we put those in the roof bag, and then we put everything else in, like, the main, like, cabinet of the jeans. And so we have a roof bag, and we spend the night in Bakersfield, which we never got the memo until it was too late, that Bakersfield is, like, a really ghetto area. Well, from what we've heard. Oh, from, like... I from people who've lived there told me like I wish you would have let me know. I would have told you to like stay at somewhere else. Oh, stay there. And so we stayed there, and we again we've been traveling with this bag for years. We haven't had any issues. And Aaron parked in front of the office per usual. Literally in front of the
0: office, under the awning of the sleep in. Literally, like I could see the person working at the desk from standing behind the Jeep.
1: And honestly, like for us, sleep in is kind of fancy. Yeah, like it's. It's we usually stay in like motel sixes because they're cheap and they're also dog friendly. But when we go into a sleep in, it's kind of like a treat. Yeah. And so one thing that's been really cool on this road trip is that a lot of places are offering discounts for healthcare workers.
0: It's been nice.
1: It's been such a it's yeah like so many places are doing this and it's such a it's just such a gift. And so we've been able to get a lot of discounts at at all different hotels. And so sleep in is one of them. And so we go to the sleep-in, and we're like, oh, my gosh, like, this is so fancy for us. Like, we love sleep in. And we get there, and it was, like, really bobo. Like, I called it from the get. I was she like, this is, a, this is, like, a bleak sleep-in. Like,
0: even the lobby didn't look like the normal sleep-in. Um, it didn't have that homey feel that usually sleep-ins do. Um, but it was just way, ghetto. So, anyways. Whatever.
1: We, the next morning, we, we go to sleep-whatever. We wake up the next morning, and I, I walk outside, and I see this strap of our roof bag on the ground. And I was like, that's weird.
0: Hanging off the side yeah, of the Yeah, I was Jeep. like,
1: huh. And it didn't quite register that, that the, the roof bag was actually gone. Like somebody had come in the night, cut the straps, and come, just stole the roof bag off the top of the beach.
0: Yeah, and I think just to really preface that, again, there are three huge duffel bags inside the roof bag itself. and. I'm not a weak guy, I work out a lot, I've always considered myself pretty strong, and it takes Tim and I to hoist these things up above the roof to put them inside the roof bag. So now there's three of these duffels that I would say at least 300 pounds on top of the roof. And when we come out, the straps are cut completely and the entire roof bag is gone. Not that the roof bag was still there and the duffels were gone, the entire roof bag is gone, and it's like, holy crap! How many people came to lift this off and cut these straps right in front of the sleep-in work area, the, the reception area? Yeah,
1: it was crazy, man. Like it was, it's like it, it was a process for somebody to actually go through the uh, the rigmarole of making this happen. It had to have taken quite a few people with a big car. Aaron thinks it was an inside job. I do. I don't know, but it was, at first, it, like, really took us back because we're like, oh, my gosh. Like, I was kind of in shock, and, you know, luckily, like I had mentioned before, the only thing that was in the roof bag were our clothes, our shoes, blankets, and we did have our suitcases on us, which basically we have been living out of those suitcases for the last couple of months anyways while we were in New Zealand and then back home, and we hadn't even touched anything in that roof bag for, like, months yeah and so we did have our clothes that we had with us but every other piece of clothing every shoe like our wardrobe was basically
0: yeah
1: was completely gone I mean
0: they got away with probably three thousand plus dollars of oh easy easy
1: easy and it's funny because obviously we're bummed like I'm bummed I'm disappointed you know like Those are clothes that we would wear, like, if we're going out to dinner, like, our nicer stuff, right? Yeah. Which we haven't used in months because we've all been in quarantine and we haven't needed to go out or anything. Right. So that's why we haven't touched the clothes. We've been living in basically, like, sweatpants and, like, workout clothes.
0: Scrubs, sweatpants and workout clothes.
1: So we had a need of that, but, like, in real life, yeah, that would be nice to have a pair of jeans. Well, like again, I was top.
0: excited to actually get back to Florida and go through the bag and actually put on some nice clothes. I have my nice boots in there that I like to wear when we go out. It's our clothes that we feel really good in when we go out. Yeah. It's basically wrapping that up.
1: Right. And so it was funny because before that, hot, like, when we were packing up, we were like, we really need to downsize again. And so when we had picked up the roof bag because we had left it at a friend's house, Roof bag. Oh, my God. On the road. I'm a roof bag. Oh, my early. God. That's <laughs> hilarious. Oh, well, we should, like, I know. have know. Like, Is that hard. ours? <laughs> <laughs> um, but when we picked up the roof bag from our friend's house, I was like, you know, I really want to go through this when we get home and get rid of stuff. Like, we need to downsize again. Again, we're preparing for a trip around the world. We wouldn't have taken any of that stuff with us. Right? No. Like, I'm not bringing one of Well, leather fans. I
0: would have brought a couple Maybe things. Maybe
1: a couple things, but, like, come on. Like, I digress. Yeah you're not going to bring, like, your your freaking suit, right. right? And so we're like, we really want to downsize, and we're going to make it a point when we get home to Florida to go through it and, and like, eliminate a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, this is going to be such a project because these bags are just so filled. And so it's funny because we put that out there, and then it was like the universe got the message, and basically just, like, we downsized, in, like, in a matter of, so it was like, oh, actually,
0: it's all gone. You're gone. Right. And I'm going to pull two things out of this. One, Kim and I are not just like, oh, well, our clothes are gone. Like, it literally sucked. Like, we felt completely violated. There's a little bit of me that wants to do that whole, like, if it's happening to us, who else is it happening to at that hotel? So wanting to kind of put a stop to that. But also, like, the feeling of I wanted to downsize on my own. I wanted to choose what I got rid of, not have somebody do it for me. So there was that level of like hurt, like it sucked, like all of our clothes are gone. Like there's a lot of there was some stuff in there that was pretty valuable to us that went away, and so it it wasn't like oh well our clothes are gone.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like I'm bummed about it, but at the same time, you know, we talk, we process, we talk, and it was like okay, again for us moving forward and. You know, trying to find the positive in everything. So I think it's very easy to like be angry and dwell and um, be pissed off. Which mm-hmm. again, we did. We went through all the feelings. Oh, we but did. At the end of it, it's like okay. You know, yes, it's closed, and we can replace those things. We weren't planning on taking those things with us anyway. Those things were planned where they were going to be in a storage unit, right, for a year, and. All the things that we wear every day, that we use every day, our cameras, our computers, each other, our dog, like everything that we really love and add value, we still have, yep. right? Like we're okay, we can figure the rest out. And so trying to focus on that, because if we focused on how upset we were, and if I keep going through the bag of like all the things that were in there, I'm going to be so upset and there's nothing I can do about it. It's out of our control at this point. There's literally nothing we can do. And so we're trying just to move forward and be positive about it. But a lot of questions we did get, because we shared this on our Instagram story, um, at Kim and Air G, that people had asked if we did a police report. Yeah. you want to talk about that? Yeah, and
0: so I called the police and they basically were like, oh, nobody's going to come out there to you, so you have to do it online. And so that was another thing that I just really feel like I'm blessed to have the partner that I do because we can actually have these conversations. And so Kim instantly was like, okay, let's weigh that out. Like, we're not staying here. I'm not staying in Bakersfield to wait for maybe something to happen. The sleep Inn did say that they think they had something on camera. Obviously, if I talked to a a sheriff, I could have said it has to be a big vehicle and it had to be after 11 p.m. when I took Mimi out. So. Anything that comes in big, that could be a potential lead. So there was, like, developing things, but for what, right? So they would get us our roof bag back. They would mail it back to us. I don't know how that would work. Number two, they cut my straps, so I would have to figure out a new way to strap this thing up. And so we just thought, you know what, and Kim even said, you said, God
1: I was like, honestly, we're talking about clothes here. And so it's like they're going to go through everything. And so do I really want these clothes back that are probably just, like, sprung out, like, all over the place and, like, gnarly? Like, no. And honestly, if they're that desperate to, like, steal an entire roof bag off of our car, they're clearly in a space in their life, at a a place in their life, that they need the clothes and the shoes and the blankets and everything far more than we do. And I honestly hope that... Those clothes and blankets can serve the people that took it in a far better way than they would have served me sitting in a storage unit. For I a year. agree. And, and that's, that's a, what I try to focus and on.
0: And that, that little bit was like, you're right, because I haven't even pulled that stuff out, nor have I wanted to go get it. So if those clothes make somebody else feel good, then you know what? Like, we were going to get rid of a lot of that anyway. They're and going so, be, like,
1: super cute. Yeah, Like, they all their be.
0: little booties. Do they be fancy? And
1: leather. Sunglasses. And
0: one thing they did seal was our hand-painted Traveler School jackets. <laughs> so I hope they wear those yeah. because then they can just rep Traveler School everywhere they go. Yeah.
1: That's, like, great advertising. <laughs> yeah. The so one thing, though, that I honestly am really sad about is my dad, who has passed, I had his giant sweatshirt and jersey and blanket which were three things that i carried around with me everywhere and um and i'll never get those back so it's like things like that that when i think about i get really sad but again at the end of the day there's nothing i can do and i hold his memory in my heart you know and so i'm just trying to focus on that but that's basically how we kicked off the road trip that was our first night first yeah, our first night. And so,
0: so needless to say, our first the five hours of that road trip were silent. Um, yeah. There was a lot of mixed feelings. Like, I just was like, screw it. I'm just driving straight to Florida without stopping. Um, this road trip is, like, painted. It's over. It's over. Um, and then we pulled into Flagstaff.
1: And then we get to Flagstaff. So side note, Flag. okay, so when I was younger – my family moved from Georgia to a little tiny town outside of Sedona called Rimrock. And so we basically camped. We had an RV, and we camped from, or from Georgia all the way out. And we lived, we lived in a tent at a camper, I guess, too, um, in Flagstaff, Arizona, while we were trying to find a place to live. And so we ended up living in that area for, like, six or seven months. Like, it was less than a year. It was, like, such a, a blip, and I was so young that I don't really remember too much of it. I remember, like, really weird things, but, like, not a whole lot. And then we ended up leaving and heading back to the East Coast. So going back there, I don't even though we didn't spend that much time, I still kind of have, like, nostalgic vibes yeah. with, like, the red rocks and, like, the cactus and the mountains.
0: Right, and I, so I think back to the original point, too, of saying, like, we were we are traveling during the COVID. It right. is still quarantine. They just lifted the stay-at-home orders, um, so we also didn't know pulling into Flagstaff what we were going to be able to do, so that has really led a lot of this, too. It's like, we would love to go do these things, and we'll get into, like, the effect that COVID has had since we started driving on this road trip, but... You know, again, we always tend to pull into Flagstaff when we do our cross-country road trips. And so this would be our second time there. And, yeah.
1: So we really, like, we wanted to hike, right? Sedona is such a beautiful place to, like, go hiking and, like, outdoor stuff. Like, there are so many cool things. And so, like, let's go. We'll stay the night. And then um, we'll do a hike the next day. And then we'll, we'll take off.
0: Yep.
1: That was the plan. And so there's this really beautiful uh, road that connects Flagstaff to Sedona, and it, it goes through the Oak Creek Canyon, and there's incredible hikes, just beautiful hikes, and so we asked, so one of our favorite things to do is we always ask in the hotels and, like, just people that we're meeting, you know, if you could do one hike, if you had one day, like, where would you go, what would you do, and so uh, what kept, kept coming back, like, everybody we asked pretty much said the west for the trip. Uh-huh. So, like, awesome. That's what we're going to do tomorrow. So, we head down there, and come to find out, pretty much all of the hikes are Close. closed, the big hikes.
0: They open Monday, so this, this podcast was released Tuesday. They just opened yesterday.
1: Right, so a couple of days. So we pull over, we end up talking to some locals, and they're like, well, you could you could get on, because they had a guard, like a, what are they called, a ranger, like, guarding the trail, or they wouldn't let anybody on, like... Insane. And they're like, well, if you want to bypass the ranger, you could, like, cross the creek, like, swim across the creek, get on the trail. And, like, we had to do all this, like, crazy stuff he did on the trail.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we're like, all right, let's go explore the situation. Maybe we could sweet talk the ranger. Let's just, like, walk down there and talk to him. And so we did. And he was, like, sweet as pie. Yeah.
0: He really was like, I just want you guys to have fun. I know. I'm he was like, like, this is stupid that it's all closed. But, you know, he said, unfortunately, we kept the parks open and they were coming out in packs of 50 people like hiking this trail. And he said, so, you know, we literally had to close it. The government said, we gotta close it because people aren't respecting the yeah, um, the social distancing.
1: They're abusing it. Right. And so I'm like, can you just close your eyes and like pretend you don't see us so that we can like just creep by you? And I'm like, wait, I promise we won't tell anybody. And I think he was really going to. He's like, here's the thing. If y'all wanna go, you can go. But they're gonna—they're doing five thousand dollars fines if you're per caught. Per person. Per person. Per, 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 per. Whoa! Whoa, whoa! Whoa! Here? Per person, they have drones flying over, and if you are caught, you know you could face jail time. Oh, they
0: said you—it's an actual federal offense. Yeah. So you have to go to a federal judge, and if he doesn't like what you say, you could spend the night in the Yeah. we're like,
1: uh, okay. I was like, this sounds, like, intense. He's like, or I could tell you about a local trail up the road that is open that you guys could go do. It's not West Fork, but it's still beautiful, and it's, you know, it would be great and whatever. It's open. You won't get in trouble. So we're like, okay. So they ended up telling us this really cool local hike called. What? I always, oh, Sterling Pass. Nice job. I know. I kept calling
0: it like silver bullet,
1: yeah. Sterling pass, which we did, and totally kicked our ass.
0: It was, and I, I gotta mention, Kim and I are always wondering if, if we're like sissies when it comes down to hikes and stuff like that. And so we were struggling, and I looked down at my watch, which I always like clock the distance of the uh, the hike in case we ever get lost. I kind of know where we're at, and we'd only been like point like four miles. And I was like, I'm ready to turn around. This is crazy. It
1: was like basically straight up.
0: It was straight up 1,089 foot elevation, straight up in like a mile.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and the thing with Arizona is that the sun is hot as hail. Like, yeah. it feels like such a gorgeous day. And we, I mean, we had beautiful weather. But when, if there's hardly any shade, right? There's not these, like, big, beautiful trees. It's like a freaking cactus. Like, yeah. there's no shade. So you're just in the sun. Yeah. And it's grueling, and you're going straight up. But it was beautiful. It like, was. you're just surrounded by the red rocks, which are such a vibe.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and one of the coolest parts of this hike is that we ended up meeting another local couple. Yep. And we started chatting with that, and they were so cool. Well, which was
0: funny is they were meeting with, it was two other locals up there. There was only, like, seven people on this trail. Mm-hmm. And we were in the middle of nowhere with, like, nobody there. So it was gorgeous. But they started talking about the tourists that are coming in and blah, blah, blah. And Kim and I are sitting there like, like, that's We're us. like, damn yeah, tourists. And then they were like, so where you guys live? And we we're like, oh, we're not from here. We're the tourists. Yeah. And they were like, how did you find out about this place? And so that was kind of a cool thing of being like, wow, like, we literally found a place that only the locals go to. Um, And then we had a great conversation with them about more local things to do.
1: I love that because, like, those are the things that we like to do. Like, yes, West Fork is supposed to be one of the most beautiful hikes in the entire world. It's been photographed on National Geographic, all the things. But, like, finding these, like, hidden treasures, these off-the-be-in-path local spots is what I love to do, right? It's just, like we weren't surrounded by tons of people. We were just like off the path, and that led us to connecting with more locals. And again, I think one of the biggest tips is something that I'm really good at, and you're getting better
0: at,
1: we talk about it all the time, but just like talking to people, and just asking them like, you know, you live here, so, where would you go to eat? What would you do? Like, what hike would you go on? It just starts conversation. Yep. And so then, and they ended up being so cool because they were trying to like downsize their life, which we're all, we're like, oh, everything we own happens to fit in our Jeep, right? And they wanted to live in a tiny house. They wanted more freedom. And they had moved from the East Coast to just like find a, like a, a slower pace of living and have more outdoor adventures and just, create more freedom. We're like, it was like we were talking to... Ourselves. Yeah, it was really cool. They were such a cool couple. So then they told us about this place in Rimrock, which is the town I'm from, called The Crack. The Crack. The the Crack. They're like, y'all gotta go to The Crack. Like, it's such a cool spot. And it's basically a seven-mile hike, but it's three and a half miles in, three and a half out. And you go down to basically it's like all these red rocks, but it's like a cliff jumpers paradise. Where you jump into the swimming hole. And And the
0: swimming hole is a natural spring that's really deep that is the most crystal clear water you've ever seen. Like it is it is crazy. But I did want to mention because I was getting at it and I've noticed this in prior podcasts, that I'll start to say something and then I'll get off track and then I don't finish my thought. And so what I was saying was Kim and I feel like sissies on these on these hikes. But we did get into all trails and we were actually downloaded all trails. And paid for it so we could actually download the maps, which is genius. I don't know why we haven't done it before, but it actually said that Sterling Pass was considered a hard hike, so we were like, yes. Yeah, because I mean, it
1: was hard, but like we killed it. Like it really wasn't bad. We didn't want to
0: get onto all trails, and it says like easy, and then we're like, man, we were struggling. Right. So anyway, that's what I was getting at. So then it said that uh, the the crack at Wet Beaver.
1: Wet beaver, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, was considered uh, intermediate and easy. So we were like, all right, cool, this will be fun.
1: So we were planning on leaving the next day, but we're like, gosh, again, like, we've got nothing but time right now. Like, we have no jobs. Like, we can't go anywhere. Like,
0: <laughs> we ain't got no jobs. We ain't got, got no job, shit We ain't got
1: shit to do. We just, we just going, you know. It's like the first time in our life that we haven't been on, like, a huge time crunch. Uh-huh. So we're like screw it like let's stay another night and then we'll wake up tomorrow and we'll go and we'll we'll hike the crack and it was my old town I lived in so I was like that's kind of fun we'll go explore a little bit and so that was the plan so then we get back to the hotel and our the, the girl at the front desk who was amazing who was
0: literally especially coming from our Bakersfield episode oh my god literally I have never walked into a hotel, and I told Kim I need to find the manager, and I need to write about her, because I literally felt like I was walking into somebody's home. Like, she was just, like, she lit up and started smiling, and she's like, I'm so happy when people walk through the door, because I can talk to them, and she gave us all this information, it was just the sweetest little Arizona college girl ever.
1: Yeah, she was super <laughs> cute, and she gave us, like, all these, like, places to go and, like, things to do, and so she told us that her, uh, her favorite brewery was actually open,
0: uh-huh. and that
1: we could go sit outside. They were letting people sit outside. And it's
0: dog-friendly. And it's
1: dog-friendly, and there was a food truck. And we're like, oh, my gosh, because, hello, like, COVID. I mean, we haven't been able to go out to eat or really leave the house in any capacity besides going to work or going for a walk in months and months. So we're like, what? We can actually get dressed and sit outside and get some beers, and that's one of our favorite things to do. Is everywhere we go, we love to try like a local brewery
0: or the local food too.
1: Oh, uh, hobby! Well, I mean, right. local food, local brews, like that's our that's our our favorite thing to do. Which side note, one of something I'm really excited about is that I'm not a huge beer lover. Like, I love to try. Like, we always get a flight, and I love to try the local beers, but I can't sit and drink a bunch of beer. Like, no. it just, it's too much. It's too heavy. I'm more of, like, uh, tequila spritzer. gas. Yeah. I like spritzers. Okay. or spritzers. So here's what I'm excited about is that they had a seltzer. Yep. And so a lot of places now, like breweries and all these, like, beer companies are creating Seltzer. Well, the seltzers Hard being seltzers. like White Claw.
0: Everybody's heard of White Claw or Truly.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that makes me really excited because it's like I get to try the beers, but then I ordered like a seltzer and it yeah. was amazing and refreshing. Well, it's
0: funny because the whole brewery, they went from, you know, just craft brews and then they went to like nitros, like nitros were the thing and they were a little lighter, but now they're going into the seltzer business, yeah. which is great. Yeah.
1: It's, I'm really excited about it. And, you know, honestly, I think like before we get into the story, of Aaron saving a dog's life, like <laughs> you're, you're a hero. Oh,
0: thanks, Rip. You're so
1: like humble, but like you literally saved this dog's life. Uh, we're gonna tell that story, but before we do that, I think one of the main things that has been and now granted, like we are healthcare travelers, we have done millions of road trips. Like yeah. we live our life on the road. We're always going to some location. And
0: Mind you, I can actually tell you now on 40, like where we're at, where the next Chick-fil-A is. Like that's how many times we've done this.
1: Yeah, well we've gone all over yeah. different places, like all different kinds of road trips, yeah. you know what I mean? Like We've gone back and forth across the country many times, but we've also gone up and down the East Coast and the West Coast and all over.
0: Right. And
1: our one of our favorite things to do is to stop for lunch, obviously, a chance to get out of the car, Stretch your legs. Let me out Let me out so she,
0: She's so good, we tend to forget she's even here.
1: Yeah, I know. She's just like in the back. Mind like, you, I she's just... in her
0: loft right now, just sleeping. Why are we doing this podcast? We
1: call it her Soho Loft. <laughs> yeah. she, we have all the bins in the back, and then we have her blankets like over the bin, so it's like her own little loft. Yeah,
0: and, and I can, can have, watch like, her in the rear view.
1: Floor to ceiling windows. It's <laughs> yeah. really fancy. Um, but we look forward to that, right? That's part of it. And then the town that we get to, we always like to try to find, like, a local place, like, we said, have dinner, try some food, maybe try some beers, whatever. It's, like, that's what makes it fun for us. We love that part of the trip. And so the biggest, or even just stopping for coffee. Well, like, can, I,
0: can I clarify that? We're, we're not eating at a local Olive Garden in Flagstaff, right? It is literally we try to find a restaurant that is no nowhere else but Flagstaff
1: or nowhere else
0: but the city we're in.
1: Yeah, for, yeah okay. exactly. No, well, yeah, we love to eat it like, the chick fil but if it's in Flagstaff, it's, like, local. Right. No, Just like... I wanted to
0: clarify so people know.
1: So that's our favorite part. And, like, the obviously with COVID, everything is closed. And at the time of this recording, things are slowly starting to open. Uh-huh. Um, but it's been really challenging because there isn't places to go eat. And so even when we do find fast food, which is my least favorite thing to eat in the world... We have to, like, eat in our car. Yeah. We can't even, like, get out or, like, go in and get a coffee. I will say, though, Dunkin' Donuts and Flagstaff was open, and it literally brought me back to life. Yeah. I walked in like a normal human. I was in a forties. You still have to keep your six feet apart, right? Yeah. But I was able to order my to- hot toasted almond with almond milk, go to the bathroom, just, like, all these little Sweet. things that... <laughs> All these little things that we take for granted that we don't think about. We're never like, oh, gosh, like, we're not going to be able to go inside or or where are we going to eat? It's just like, oh, we'll figure it out. There will be something we can pull into with, you know. Right. But not, not being able to get out of the car and experience really anything has been way more... I just taken, like, a lot of the fun out of it. Not only
0: that, uh, just a little side note, and to me, I am a weird person when it comes down to I love waking up in a hotel and having breakfast <gasps> at the hotel. I, I just like their continental breakfasts or whatever it is. Like, I, I like that, and those have been shut down because of COVID. So we yes. have to we have to basically order a pickup somewhere, drive there, pick it up, eat in the car, and then get on the road, which... Again, if anybody knows Kim, she potties a lot when she has her coffee, and the morning time is when she does four to five potties before we can actually get in a groove and get on the road. So (laughs) being that we're eating in the car, she can't even go to the bathroom in the restaurant we're at, which then sets us back a little bit on our road trip. Yeah, it's
1: just been like a totally different experience. Like, instead of, you know, whether if we eat in the hotel, which is always really nice and convenient that's unavailable or we're like wanna like we'd love to go get breakfast. Like yeah. so let's start let's start the day with like a big breakfast that will get us through, you know, to later on sitting down. I don't know, there's just something fun about road tripping and like breakfast. Hundred
0: percent. So I'm not a
1: big breakfast person and I don't usually even eat breakfast. So it feels very special. And so like our typical road trip breakfast now is like Yesterday we called in and ordered a green smoothie, which again I will say I'm grateful that some places are doing to go right. Cause right. We might like a lot of places in California weren't even doing that, but we had to call it in and order it, and then we sat in the car and like you know did our thing. So I think that's been just the craziest part of this whole thing is like like right now we're in New Mexico and there's just signs everywhere that say like you can't go anywhere without a mask. Right.
0: You know. Which has been New Mexico specific. Right. So other it's like question like
1: it's up to you.
0: Right. But they that's their law. And then um, I do want to mention too, this is a great time to road trip. Like Kim said at the beginning, like we've been getting a lot of discounts for being healthcare professionals at the hotels, but I've also just passed the loves on forty and unleaded gas was one seventy nine. I'm like <laughs> when's the last time you've seen gas like that? Because nobody's on the road, so gas prices are super low, which is like Freaking fantastic! I'm filling up our jeep, which usually costs us like eighty bucks to fill up, maybe even more. I'm filling up like thirty bucks.
1: And so crazy. So that's a positive, right? One hundred percent. Okay, so I think is that all we really wanted to say about as far as like
0: the difference the, in COVID. Yeah, that, yeah, I
1: mean that's been the biggest thing. Is just we. Oh, and like we're heading to Austin, and we're really excited. We have um, our friend Laura from Nomadic Care. Most of y'all probably know her. She lives there, and and I have another friend who lives there, and so. We've never been in the city we've always wanted to go to, and so we're like, "Cool, let's spend a couple of days in Austin, and we'll go hiking, and we'll go out to eat, and we'll do all these things and explore the city, catch up with friends." And then we're like, uh, "I wonder if things are even open there." Right. And then, oh, technically, we should all be staying six feet apart, and like, you know, it's like just weird things that like you never normally think about on like a day to day. Right. You know. Right. Exactly. Okay. So let's get into the dog story. This will be our last story. Okay, so again, like a lot happened over the last it
0: has, couple of days. It has. So we ended up staying three days in Flagstaff because we kept hearing locals tell us other cool things to do. So we were like, let's stay another night. Let's stay another night. So the first night, we, like we said, we did the Sterling Path and we went off. to Historic. And then the next day we were going to the Crack. So Kim and I did our research, thank goodness, because that's going to lead into later on down the road. Um, but it said take way more water than, than you think you need. Um, it is zero shade. You are completely exposed to the sun. It is two, two and a half, or three and a half miles in to the little swimming hole, and then three and a half miles out. And so that's the layout of this hike.
1: Yeah. So we get there, and Aaron wanted to bring Mimi.
0: And and I was thought like, about it.
1: Well, because we had a papoose. We have, like, a Baby Bjorn, but for dogs. And so, and it was flat. Like, most of the trail was pretty flat. So he was like, let's bring her. And I'm like... Absolutely not. It's so hot. We, she, like, literally almost died in California yeah. right before we left. We took her on. I mean, it wasn't even a mile.
0: Yeah.
1: And it was so hot out, and she, it was, I honestly thought she was going to die.
0: I too. I thought she was going to die on the trail. Yeah. It was bad.
1: So, anyways, we're like, let's leave, let's leave baby at home. And so, we go, and three and a half miles, we walk. with a beautiful hike it through was. the Red Rocks. There was a, a creek that kind of followed us down. We were up really high, so it was just like really and gorgeous. And was
0: like, I have to get my shot of the Red Rocks. So we were trying to find like the, the perfect, the red perfect rock picture. Shot. Yeah. Now mind you, we were walking and we were noticing we'd hear a lot of music coming and like packs of people. And every time we got past we'd be passed by people from the age of like 16 to 22. It was an extremely young crowd in dramatic packs, like at least like 10
1: yeah. of them
0: walking together you could tell they were drinking. They had, like, in their Camelbacks and things like, like that. Paws. Yeah. So, anyway, we were like, huh, this is interesting.
1: Yeah. So, I'm like, huh, eh, this looks like, you know, there's, like, some heat. Spring
0: Break 101. Yeah. Or, or whatever.
1: Yeah. So, we get there. And, okay, so, again, like, at the end, it's, like, this cliff jumping place where you can jump into the water hole. We're like, ooh, this sounds, like, so cool. And so, we finally get there, and you just hear, like, the music and this screaming and this this and this and that. we get there there's probably hundreds.
0: I would have to say 250. Yeah. Like high school to college kids.
1: And they're all spread out like on these red rocks that are flat. And they look
0: like Cancun. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. And they're jumping and like they're doing flips and just tricks and it was just insane and I'm like damn, man, like, this is not what I was expecting. Like, I'm not trying to, like, go hang out with, like, the high schoolers. And they, they were just everywhere. There was no way to even, like, get in. Right. We were, like, the old people, like... These damn kids like ruining everything, you know. Like wanting to call like the forest rangers and telling them they're like drinking. As we
0: as we stop and pull out of our bags like banana bread yeah. and then, like bananas and snacks and like they're just like drinking and going crazy.
1: Yeah. So the so we ended up going and finding like another area that was quieter and we still had a view so we could watch them because we wanted to like watch, yeah. you know. And they're pretty entertaining. Like the like the tricks and stuff they are doing. So we got to watch from afar in, like, the senior section. Yeah. And then we had, like, our own little private swim hole.
0: Yeah.
1: And it, was, it ended up being amazing. It was really fun. The water was cold.
0: Refreshing. But it
1: felt so good because it was, like, fricking 106 degrees out. And then uh, we just, like, laid out, hung out, and then the kids started to find us. And then they came over yeah. where we were. And
0: they were like, oh, my God, so and going to come, but he had his AP exam today. And, like, that's so crazy, like, stupid AP exams. And we're like, oh, my God. I'm
1: like, I feel old. Yeah. Like, how did this happen? Yeah. Usually that would be, like, us over when there. When did you get here? Yeah. So, anyway, so we do that. Uh, we hiked back. And we...
0: So we hold on. So we the last part of that hike, the last mile is pretty much. It's more of an incline. It's like rocky. You got to climb up the mountain to get to the higher level to get down to the um, the spring. And so the last mile, or the last mile, and then the first mile out is pretty tough. I mean, it's intermediately tough. And so Kim and I get completely done with that. We reach this like point where it's pretty much a flat walk from there on out. We're like, yay! Like. No, it's just a flat walkout, but we still have two and a half miles to go,
1: and we're like calling out like we're you know whatever we want to be we want to be done like we like the uh the push part of it, like kind of having it be like a workout, so we we yeah. moved pretty quick, and so we walked by this girl and her dog, and it was like the cutest, sweetest baby Sharpay. Uh-huh. and You could tell the dog was, like, laying there and was, like, hyperventilating. And so we stopped and we're like, hey, are you guys okay? And she was like, no, my dog's really hot. And she was there all by herself. It was just her and her dog. And we're like, oh, my gosh, here. Like, she had no water. Nope. And so we gave her, we're like, we have water. So we gave the dog some water, poured the, the water on the dog's head. I mean, this
0: dog chugged almost half my bottle of water like, could not get enough. It was sad. I was like, are we going to see a dog die on this
1: trail? The poor thing, like, she laid over and, like, couldn't couldn't walk anymore, and then the girl was like, okay, like, I'm okay. I've been carrying her, and then I'll take a break and put her down and, you know, whatever. This is like a 30-pound dog. A
0: little bit more, probably.
1: Yeah, like, it's a Sharpe. Like, yeah, let's a, be real. It's, a, it's not a Mimi LaRue, right. right? Like, it's a huge dog. And so we gave them water and... She's like, I'm okay, I'm okay, like whatever. So, gave her water, trotted for a little bit, and then Aaron and I kept going. Or actually, they took off first, and so then we started going, and she stopped again. Uh huh. Like literally two seconds up the trail. Yeah. And so Aaron, being like, just the angel that he is, like you have such a big heart, and you're just like, you're just so kind. So he stops, and he's like, hey do you want me to carry your dog for you a little bit of the way? And again, we had two and a half miles to go. So she's like, yeah, if you could carry her. She said no. At first she said no.
0: Yeah. And then we were. I was like, no, I need to do
1: this. Yeah. And then, but then we, then she kind of was like, okay, like, would you mind like just carrying her a little bit and then I'll, you know, I'll pick it up, whatever. Yeah. From there, like, we'll split it. Because you were like, we're going the same direction. Right. So it's not a big deal. And she was like, okay. So then Aaron ends up, cause again, the, this dog couldn't walk. No. Like, there was nothing left in this dog to give. You could tell. Like, even his owner was like, I saw it, in, or Rebecca was her name. She's like, I see it in Nova's face. Like, she's not okay.
0: Right. And so
1: she was free. Rebecca, the owner, was, like, freaking out. And so Aaron takes the dog. And then as soon as Aaron had the dog, Rebecca started crashing, freak out. And she was like, hey, you guys go ahead. I'm going to take it slow because this heat's really getting to me. And I was like, okay. And so we kept going. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really see her. And then, I, and then I was like, let's wait and make sure she's okay. So
0: here's the crazy thing is I've got this dog on my shoulders. I, I started by carrying him in my arms, but he was too heavy. Her, I, Nova. My Nova. My biceps were just, like, screaming. So I was like, i got to try to get this dog on my shoulders. So she had said that the dog will ride on her shoulders. So I was like, okay, cool. But this dog had no life, which was very scary. I just threw a Sharpay over my shoulders, and I'm walking. And... As the Sharpay started kind of coming down, Nova, we'll just say, because I'm tired of saying yeah. Sharpe. but um it was really sad. I feel like Nova felt like she was okay, but then she would not stop turning around and trying to wiggle off my shoulders to see where her mom was. Yeah. And that's where it was like, I kept saying to Kim, is she okay? Because Nova's freaking out.
1: Yeah, and and she wasn't okay. She was really overheated, and I turned around and, like, she was throwing up and she was like, I can't keep going. Like, I, I can't. Like, I feel like I'm going to pass out. And so, obviously, we had given her our water. I gave, I'm gave. i like, listen, I know you're throwing up, but you got to try to eat this banana. Like, you need some, like, sugar and some carbs. Like, you need that energy to, like, keep it going. We're almost there, you yeah. know. Meanwhile, I mean, we had a couple miles to go, <laughs> but we kept telling ourselves like, we're almost there. And again, mind you, like, we, it is hot. Yeah. And there's no shade. There's no relief. Like, it is just, the sun is just, like, pelting you, and there's no way to get out of it.
0: Yeah.
1: And you're so hot. So she's puking. I sit with her for a while, and I'm like, you got this, girl. Like,
0: yeah. So basically, it comes down to it. I end up carrying Nova two and a half miles in the heat by she's, like, panting. I'm trying to pour water, the leftover water that we have because we gave it all away, on her back to keep her cool. Um, because now she's picking up my heat. Kim's dealing with Rebecca and making sure she's okay. And then I get done with the hike, and I'm so excited. I'm at the cars. I turn around, and Kim and Rebecca are nowhere to be found. Yeah. And I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and there's nothing. And then this nice couple comes, um, Johnny and Melissa, I think her name was. But he was like, hey, we gave your wife or girlfriend or whoever that was our bars because she's not doing too well. And I was like, well, my yeah. wife's the one with her. So now it's like this group yeah. trying to help out.
1: Yeah, like we were basically all just trying to make it to the finish line. Yeah. And, uh, make Re- sure
0: Rebecca and Nova were okay. Yeah,
1: and it's like, it's so crazy because Rebecca, she could barely make it back. And it's like as soon as she knew, and she was trying to be so strong to carry her dog back two and a half miles. Because the dog couldn't walk anymore, and there was no physical way that this girl—again, she was all by herself, like a young girl—could have carried this dog. Mm. Like I don't know. And she was like, she was telling me, she's like, I'm so grateful for you guys. I honestly don't know what I would have done. I'm, I'm freaking out. Cause I'm all alone. Like, like I didn't know what I didn't know what I was gonna do. And it was almost like as soon as she knew Nova was safe with Aaron, she just like completely broke down and it was just such a beautiful thing to be able for you i mean again i don't know how you did that because it was so hot i could barely like get through and you were carrying a 30 pound dog and a 20 pound backpack yeah but it was just like to be able to do that and help somebody else and then you know we all finally made it back and um you know, we said our goodbyes and our hugs, and she was, like, crying, you know, just, like, so grateful. Well,
0: Nova was like, hee we're done. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and uh, we ended up, she, like, pulled up next to us, and she's like, I just want to thank you guys again, and I feel like I want to do something nice for you. And she's like, I'm a painter, and so I would love to paint a picture of the dog on your shoulders. Can I send this to you guys? Like, it would yeah. mean a lot to me. And we're like, of course. Like,
0: Well, she also said, too, she was like, I don't know what you guys believe in, but oh, I can yeah. tell you one thing. I feel like you're, like, my guardian angel, and I I about lost it. Like, it was crazy just to be there, to just do something for somebody with... I just know that I have to carry Mimi all the time. And poor thing, like, she just didn't know what that hike was going to be. Yeah, she didn't read up about it. That's fine, whatever. But, like, she got in over her head, and we all can feel that in some way. And it's, like, just being there to help somebody out whenever you can. I don't know. It just...
1: Yeah. I don't know
0: why you wouldn't. I don't, you know... Well, and
1: she thought that the hike was only a mile. Yeah. You know, and obviously it wasn't, it was seven. Yeah. You know, and, and again, I think it's just, just that little bit of kindness that you can give somebody else. I mean, you carried her dog for two and a half miles. Like, you literally saved that dog's life. And it's just like, it's so, it's just, I don't know, I was just like looking at you carrying the dog and I was like getting emotional because I was just like, you're such a good guy. Like, you could have easily just like, I'm like, okay, we gave him water and we could have kept on going, oh, she's fine, she'll figure it out, but you didn't. And like, you really stood by that. And because I was like, she's okay. And you were like, no, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask, you know, and you kept pushing. And I just thought it's such a, um, a testament to your character and what kind of man you are and i just felt like really proud and grateful like to be with you and just just your That's kindness no cause it was like <laughs> i just really felt that like you know, and, and I just know the gratitude she had. I was grateful you were there. I couldn't have carried that dog. Right.
0: You but know. then, what do you, remember we were saying that you were going to carry
1: Rebecca? <laughs> I, I was like, I'm going to have to throw Rebecca over my shoulder. So then
0: I look like the big sissy. I got the 30-pound dog, and you've got Rebecca I over know. your shoulders, like, running. I know. I was yeah. like,
1: this is a mess. Yeah. But we all made it, and she texted me last night, and they had made it home, and they were cool. She'd gotten, like, special bond for Nova's Paws and ice packs, and yeah. they were home and settled, and, and it was just like...
0: Yeah, somebody wanted, will never forget.
1: Yeah, and she's like, this story, because her brother and sister were supposed to, she was from Phoenix, she drove two hours to hike this damn trail that was yeah. supposed to be a mile, and her brother and sister were supposed to comment, and they didn't wake up so she's like screw it i'm up i'm just gonna go by myself with nova with nova yeah and she's like well at least i'm gonna have a really good story later on to tell people she's like i'm gonna remember this for you know the rest of my life and you know it's like we believe that you know we're always being led and there's always a plan and like i know that we were on that trail at that time for that reason to be able to have helped her and nova out and um yeah, it was just—it was like a really—it was
0: just. It's kind a of a beautiful, especially human to human interaction, especially during the time of social distancing.
1: Yeah. And yeah. And I just really
0: felt like that was like a really cool thing that even Johnny and his wife coming Ugh. together and helping and like they didn't have to.
1: And his wife was like, "I'm gonna go get the truck." Yeah. Like we were all just trying to work together to figure out how to help this human and her dog. Yep.
0: And it was
1: just a beautiful thing, yep. you know. It was. And um. Yeah, so, that I mean, we've only been on the road for a couple of days, and we've had quite, quite a few funny stories
0: happen. That's how we are every time, and, you know, today's just a driving day, but I'm really excited to get to Austin, and this, this was really fun to be able to, literally, I can't believe we've already passed through Albuquerque, and we're, like, 280 miles away from Santa Rosa, which was, like, another spot that I looked at. And it's like it's flown by by doing this
1: podcast. Well, we're like, oh, we'll just do like a quick update, like, you know, 20 minutes, just like a quick podcast, and we're currently at 50 minutes. <laughs> oh, well, good, we're under an hour, though. <laughs> yeah, so here we are, but, um, yeah, so anyways, we just kind of wanted to update y'all of everything that's going on with us on the road, and we hope that wherever you are, that you are, whoa, this is a car, um, you are <laughs> staying safe okay, okay. <laughs> staying safe and positive and that you are home with your families or at work where you know wherever you are that you're in a good place and we're sending everyone so much love and hoping we're coming out on the other side of this soon yeah. like it kind of feels that way but stay tuned well i guess we're going to find out
0: Yeah, i mean we've said it before but just understanding that the only thing that you can control is your perception and how you go about your day and so Just really trying to stay positive and find the beauty of the things that maybe you were never able to do or something you uncovered that you never knew about yourself. Or, you know, just like maybe this story put a smile on your face and, you know, leads you to do something kind for somebody. Um, Just whatever it is, just we hope you enjoyed this podcast. And and if you did, please share it out to your friends. That's something kind because that really, you know, supports Kim and I in, in what we're doing. And we want more people to hear this and build a bigger community of healthcare travelers and people around the world.
1: Yeah, exactly. So please, yes, share this out with your friends, subscribe to the podcast, leave us some feedback, leave us a comment, and we're actually doing a YouTube video of our road trip along with other crazy videos. You
0: can get a visual of Nova. Yeah,
1: if you want to meet Nova in person, um, we also, we showed her on our Instagram story, so if you're not following us there, definitely follow us there, because we, every day, all day, we're sharing all the things on our IG story, and we're just at Kim and Aaron G.
0: I I just told Kim today, I was like, we should do a post that says, don't follow us for our pictures on Instagram, follow us for our stories. Yeah.
1: I'm, like, super bleak with, like, posting pictures. I, I do, but it's, like, not my favorite thing to do, but, like, we love the stories. Like, that's where we hang out. Like, I feel yeah. like that's our spot. So definitely follow along with us there, and then um, on our YouTube, Kim and Aaron G's. Yep. That's a great way to support us. that's where you can see us.
0: Nova when I get yes. that video
1: done. Uh, all right, guys. We'll have an awesome day. We are cruising, and we will, I don't know, we'll be coming to you live from Florida maybe next week. Who knows, London? Maybe yeah. we'll just, like, moved off, and Nobody knows. Yep. we got no plan. No idea. That is the tab. That's right. All right, guys. All right. Have a good one.
0: Peace.